He is good. He is good. Man, feels good in here. And he's good. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This is good, guys. Y'all look good. Well, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Miss Angela. <clears throat> this morning I was walking by and I looked at Roger and I told him Happy Mother's Day. I don't know. <laughs> I think I was just on a roll, but he accepted it. He said thank you. <laughs> I just went with it. <clears throat> Man, you guys look good. Good, good, good. This is a test. A test. <laughs> just kidding. Well, good morning, guys. This is Mother's Day. It's an awesome day to be a mom because it's all about you. Hope you guys are being celebrated today because you should. You're a mom, right? It was nine months you carried that baby. If there was more, if you had more than one, if you had twins, that's a lot. Um, yeah, this is good. All right, I got Chris coming up here. And he's taking a long time, so let's see. Chris and I were talking one day about, um, you know, when I come up here, I'm, like, really trying to find my groove or something. And I'm like, dude, like, I have nothing. And he's like, just think something. Just think about this. And I'm like, I'm so nervous. There is nothing in my mind right now, like, nothing. There's nobody home. And Chris gets up here, and he just starts talking about, whatever. And I'm like, Where, why didn't you give me that? Like, why didn't you say, hey, Raquel, do this? No, he keeps all that to himself. So here you go. <laughs> oh, I'll just go over here. No, here you go. I'll just go. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> He's good, amen? amen? I don't know what to talk about when I get up here. I have no clue. No idea. Uh, but I know he's good. Amen. Well, this morning, uh, man, are y'all, did, did anybody else get kind of rocked in that? I mean, I don't know. Listen, if you were here and in the middle of that second song um, where we began to declare his goodness, if you're here and that was all about, you know, if there's, I mean, that last verse of that song says, when the night is holding on to me. You ever been there where the night's holding on to you and it, you won't let go? You feel that way, right? The, the reality is that his goodness is greater than anything, period. And it just comes to the point where we have to recognize that and realize that. And so it's so it's so awesome. Listen, if you're here today and any of that that we started to sing and just there was that whole uh, from I think from all three of us, we began to speak things out. If that's you today and, and you're struggling with something or you feel like that night has got you, man, we just declare his goodness over you as family. And listen, church, um, that's why I started to say that to for you to declare his goodness out with your voice. You know us, man. We don't want to tell you what to do, but there are moments like that where I believe we need to from the standpoint that there may be someone here struggling with something. And if we begin as family to declare out with our voice, it unites them with us in a deeper way. And I believe wholeheartedly that the Spirit of God will, will move on them when they need that in his family. So I, I, I want to thank you for for responding to that, because I could, I could begin to hear you to start lift your voice and 
because there's, there's people in here that were struggling. I, I, I don't feel that anymore. Uh, so thank God. If you still are, then, man, we, we'd love to just wrap our arms around you but, uh, and uh, maybe pray some specifics. We can do that after service. But, um, man, it's Mother's Day. So we want to celebrate our moms. And to do that, I believe, Marilyn, you have something to share and some, there's some things going on here that's going to happen. So bear with us and uh, we'll take a couple of minutes here. And uh, Marilyn, come on right here. See him right up here in the middle, all the way up here. Okay. Can, so, can catch okay. so when I was, um, when this idea about Mother's Day came to me, I started praying about it. And I started looking at what God has done for me personally and what I've been walking through. And the one thing I did realize is that sometimes we have to learn to be that daughter before we can be those good mothers. And that's what the Father just has been showing me. And so what I did is I started looking. I just asked God to show me. And, you know, we look at the book of Ruth all the time, and we see Ruth's obedience. And she was in the whole Ruth story with Boaz is awesome. But then I read it from the standpoint of Naomi. And I looked at a mother there, and I saw how she, and I looked at that, and I'm, I'll wrap all this together in a minute, but then also looked at the virtuous woman. And I looked at Naomi, and I looked at how she was a pillar of strength for her family, even through horrible loss, she was still a pillar of strength. I looked at how she knew who she was. She was an Israelite. She knew who she was, even though she was in a foreign land, she never gave up believing in who she was and where she belonged. As a virtuous woman, I read that in the translation, the Passion Translation, and as I was reading it, and it talked about strength and honor and what women bring um, to their families, to their husbands, to their children, I saw every one of you. It was like I was reading the words in the Bible, but I wasn't seeing words. I was seeing the faces of the women in this church, in this body. And so I'm so thankful to be not just here, but to be family. You know, we have wonderful encounters in this church. We do on Sundays. But I also have realized that as a daughter, I don't have to be in these four walls to have those encounters. I can have these encounters anywhere because I have a God that's so good, a Father that loves me that much. And so, um, so like I said, I've had to learn. As women, we seem to take on so much responsibility. And I had to learn. Sometimes we got to let go of that responsibility and let God take care of that responsibility. And we just need to go and play in his playground. We need to ride that merry-go-round. We need to run and jump and swing and just let him take care of everything. That's our safe place. So that's where we go. And then I heard this the other night, and so it's like, and I can't take credit, this Craig Barris. So I heard this the other night. Keys give you access. They open doors and give you access. Tools build rooms. You have tools 
You are room builders. You are mothers that build rooms with safe places for your children, for your husband, for the body, for everyone you come in contact with. You have the tools and the strength and the beauty to build these gorgeous rooms to where people can feel safe and they can play with the Father. That's who you are. You're builders. You're builders. You're builders of the next generation. And that was, this is, I'll wrap it up here. That was the other thing the Father showed me. So he showed me my biggest dream in my life was that my children would remember me as a woman that loved God. That was all I wanted my children to remember me for. And I wrote that 30 years ago in a journal, and I had forgotten about it. And the other day when I was praying about today, God showed me that. And then he showed me how my children have already recognized me as a woman that loves God. But you know what? He's gone so much further because he showed me how my girls have become women that love God and that are moving and bringing the kingdom. So, ladies, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. And I'm so thankful to be here in this body of kingdom builders. So we would like for any woman age of 18 and above to come up front, please. Um, Lydia and Sarah, this is also part of their, they, um, yeah, <laughs> I told them what I wanted to do and they just went with it. So uh, we'd like to pray over you as a group. So all the ladies, come on up. Oh, your children will be okay. We're a family. We got dads that all, no. <laughs> Oh, just, I'm sorry. So I, I really, at first I was going to, uh, Elise, I'm <laughs> just sitting there like, uh-uh. <laughs> so we're just going to pray in general because I want to pray because I wanted them to pray as well because each of the, both of the girls had things on their hearts that God was showing them. So I want them to pray as well for you, ladies. We're just going to pray over you. And so I'm going to have Sarah go ahead and start. I know, right? I'm trying to remember that. <laughs> um, so I feel like I can't. Um, so I just want to thank all of you amazing women, because all of you guys are in our lives for a reason. Um, this is, I'm, mm -mm. I know. Um, <laughs> it doesn't help. Um, <laughs> okay. So I know some of you guys up here kind of feel like I don't know why I'm up here because I, you know, I don't know why I'm included in this because um, I feel that way a lot sometimes. But... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
all of you guys are here because even though some of us may not have children here on earth, it's, it's one of those things where you are all mothers in your own way. You have that mother's heart. You care for people. You do anything and everything you can to make sure that everyone is okay. And you, um, hmm. I'm so mad at you right now. Um, it's okay. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm trying. Um, All of you guys have impacted my life alone in, in such a big way that you really don't even understand. So, um, I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna, yeah. I'll do it later. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, my biggest thing is holding this mic up. Um, so when we were preparing these gifts and stuff, and they're just a little relaxation basket. Uh, but, um, I thought about what does a mother want to hear most of all? Um, and as one, I always joke about 15 kids is what I say, both biological and living with me. I want to hear, you've done a good job. And, and um, I'm here as not only a mother with you, but also as a kids ministry teacher to tell you you've done a good job every single one of you there's not one of your children spiritual or biological or whatever they are to you that i am not proud to say belong to this body but also our future generation for this body you have done a wonderful job with your children um uh, yes amen because even on the worst day, it's still a blessing to be part of their lives. And um, like Sarah says, uh, um, there have been so many of y'all that are, um, when people say, how many mamas you have, I have to count on fingers and toes because there's so many of y'all that have touched my lives um, in certain ways. So we just want to say thank y'all. Um, and I just want to say thank you from the core, even though I, I as the core, kind of thing to y'all for being, stepping up in your role and being family. Um, number one, um, this is the best feeling of home and I love that my kids call it home and y'all are a big part of it, so thanks. <laughs> okay, so I, well, I'm just gonna pray over you guys. So, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for every one of these ladies, Lord. I thank you for who they are and who they're still to become. Father, I thank you for their hearts, God. They have your heart. So, Father, I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord. I thank you that they just love you so much. And because of their love for you, they can love each other and others. God, I just thank you for the gifting you've given them. And, Father, I just thank you for the next step that we're taking as a body, but also as individuals, Father. I thank you for encounters that they're going to have with you. I thank you, Father, for how you continue to give them wisdom and knowledge. Father, I thank you for how you continue to strengthen them. I thank you, Father, for how you continue to build them up. Lord, you are the builder, Father. You are the master builder. I thank you. I thank you that they can see themselves in you. 
Father, I thank you when they want to look and see your glory, they can go to the mirror. I just thank you, God. I thank you for how they're seated in heavenlies, and they they know, Father, that this place is just temporary, like Naomi knew that being in Moab was just temporary. God, I thank you for how they are pillars of strength. I thank you for how they raise their children, natural children and supernatural children, God. I just thank you, God, for the way in which you move in each one individually, Father. I thank you for how your kingdom is being spoken and brought here on earth because of they decided in their hearts to step out and to become closer to you. I thank you, God, that they are the builders that you've called them to be. In the name of Jesus. Um, I saved this for last because I knew if I did it right away, she'd beat me. Um, but you standing in the middle. <laughs> I want, no, 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 scoot over. <laughs> I want you to look because both of y'all, um, it, it took a yes. It took a yes, and it took a complete stepping on of faith when people probably thought you were crazy. And um, just knowing that what you listening to God, because this right here started with a mother who decided to listen and take that step like this, and we followed. And I mean, it, it wasn't a small change. The name change, even though it was major, was minimal to what we're doing. And I want you to know we honor you for your yes. Because CORE, yes, it's a, it's a partnership with two pastors. But it took a mother's heart to help make that dream come true. And you're the mother that said yes and listen. And we honor you and love you for that. Amen. All right, so we have baskets for I was the kids were going to hand y'all a basket, like I said. Um, Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, please just um, for care of the cup inside of it, ask Tabitha. good amen all right it's good stuff kingdom folks amen man Marilyn, let's give Marilyn a hand clap just for for having that on her heart and speaking into our women as the builders uh, that they are, right? So beautiful. And uh, you moms are amazing. You ladies are amazing. And it's so awesome that uh, we're all in this place together doing this family thing. Amen? Uh, yeah, Carrie's not here today. She's, she's on her way back from visiting her mom. Cool. This is good stuff. Um, so, uh, 
I think we're all set. Are y'all good? Yes? Cool. All right. Where's our... Where did Lydia take off to? Oh, there she is. I didn't see you. All right. Where's all our kiddos? Yeah. Y'all are the hard workers around this place. Why don't y'all all stand right there where you are, ready to go and learn some kingdom stuff? Uh, Abel, you good? Yeah? You ready? All right, Miss Lydia is ready to take y'all back and, and learn all kind of kingdom stuff, man. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just bless these kiddos, and they're already running out of here, even though I didn't even say. That's okay, all right? So, y'all hold up in case Lydia's not ready because, you know, just don't know what might go on. So, anyway, cool. All right, kiddos, have at it, man. Well, this morning, um, um, let me see, I'm waiting for my signal. Yes or no? Yeah, all right. So this morning, I'm not going to share or say anything. I'm going to take my books, and I'm going to get off of this platform, and I'm going to hand this mic to Raquel. Uh, come on. Uh, she's, uh, she's got something she's going to share with us. And um, uh, so, yeah, let's, uh, let's see what, what she's got. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm going to start off by telling you, start off by raising the mic first. Uh, What am I going to say? I have something on my heart, something that's just been stirring in my mind. Hold on, let me get get this initial shock over. (laughs) I'm good, I'm fine. Um, I've been having something on my mind that I've been wanting to just share, and when I go and I try to write it down, like it just, it doesn't happen. <laughs> like, I'm like, come on, what, you were, you were there just a second ago, where are you? <laughs> I did write something, but it's not, it's just gonna make me feel good, it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> if all else fails, I'll just read. <laughs> um, my phone? Yes, okay. And um, I've, I was just kind of going back with God, and I'm like, Lord, I'm trying to do this. You've called me to do something. I should probably, it's Mother's Day, you know, pastor's wife, female pastor, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe you should say something, Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a struggle for me. So my, uh, what do you call this, my, my preface my, my opening is that uh, I may struggle here because even though I have notes, it's not really what's in my mind. I just couldn't put it on paper. So um, I'm going to walk this out. Um, part of what I want to share is what I'm doing, is walking out what I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> um, so that makes sense. That's, that's what I'm doing right now. Hmm. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to need you to remind me everything that was in my head. Um, you know, I was, uh, Chris was up here and he says, you know, I'm waiting for my cue because I was like, you know, I need to be able to come up here knowing that at the split second I can change my mind and you can do this. That's what that was. And I was standing up here and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. And then stinking Lydia, she says, <laughs> the one that said yes. <laughs> uh, I, I really, 
I really don't like her right now. <laughs> I even, you know, Chris and I are so different. Chris like blows everything up and I don't. <laughs> and I was like, look, okay, I'm gonna go up there. I don't need this big introduction. Please don't go say all this stuff. Just say, you know, Raquel, come up here. I don't care, something small. And he didn't, and I was like, okay, cool. But anyway, sorry. Um, so, the thing that's just been on my heart is, um, let me see, what am I supposed to do when I'm up here? Oh, turn on my Bible, got this new phone. Hold on, there we go. Um, things I'm supposed to do, no, no, that's not what I was gonna say. Sorry, I can't multitask. I can't do two things at one time. I'm gonna need you to stop talking, brother. <laughs> For the sake of us all. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So one of the things that's just been in my mind is the woman at the well. Uh, and there's this thing that she says in there, and she says, everything I ever did. And I was sitting here and I was reading this over and over again, and I was trying to dissect every single scripture, and I'm like, okay, I could read the scripture and I could say this. This is what the scripture means. And I could read this. And then just, I just kept losing myself as I'm doing now. Um, <laughs> but everything I ever did, this, this woman, well, let me, let me just, let me read this first and then I'll go into this. This is going to be a little long. I'm going to try to take as long as I can reading this. So it'll buy me some time. <laughs> well, I'm just being honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is John 4. One. Now Jesus learned, no, no, I'm not going to read all that. Uh, verses 1 through 3 is when Jesus is leaving Judea. He's going back to Galilee, passes through Samaria. Um, starting at verse 4. Did I say John 4? I hope I did. Uh, John 4. I'm trying to be comfortable, guys, so I'm just trying to find my groove. Okay, now. I feel like I should have some background music. It feels really no, dead up here. Okay, focus, Raquel, focus, focus. Bring it back, bring it back. Come back, Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, verse four. Now he had gone through, he had to go through Samaria so he could come to a town in Samaria, go through Samaria so he could come to a town in Samaria called Sychar. I don't know where they get these names. Near the plot of ground near Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? Man, that Jesus. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it, and as did his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never be thirsty. Indeed, the water that I give him will come to 
will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Bear with me, guys. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said, you are right. When you say you have no husband, the fact is if you had had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband, what you have said, just said is quite true. I'm gonna stop right there. You know, when I was reading this story, the thing that stood out to me was everything I ever did is what the lady, you know, if you know this story, she runs off and she's like, this man told me everything I ever did. Um, I was just sitting here thinking, there's this lady, she's going to the well, she's by herself because nobody else wanted to hang out with her because she had five husbands and that's a big no-no back then. The first time I had heard this, I always thought, man, what a, what a wretched woman, you know, she's, she's a prostitute, she's a this, she's a that, right? Th those were all the negative thoughts and um, I heard, uh, what is his name, Michael Dalton preached this message one time, changed my life, yeah. changed my view of women and myself and church and God and how he loves women just as much as he loves men. And the way Michael preached this, um, I like we're on a first name basis, <laughs> Mr. Dalton <laughs> preached this, <laughs> preached this message. Um, he was talking about how for so many years we've heard that this woman was this wretched person when in reality, back then, women couldn't divorce. They couldn't go from man to man. Men made women go from man to man. So this woman was a product of her environment. She wasn't this low life, can I say whore because, whore, because, yeah. It's like, okay, this, they portrayed her as this whore. And I, it just, it blew me away. And I was like, no way, the girl's a product of her environment. And it, it just made me real, realize that even I am a product of my environment. The struggle that I have to be up here, it's because I'm a product of my environment. Because whether it's my Hispanic culture, my church culture for sure, just anything has put it in my mind that I can't, I shouldn't, I'm not capable, I'm not able, you name it. And that's part of the battle in my head to be here to have that pastor, for people to refer to me as pastor. I'm like, seriously. Um, anyways, uh, squirrel. Uh, where was I going? Oh yeah, changed my life. Made me recognize that I matter, I'm equal. Um, I also read the book from Chris Valentin, Fashion to Rain, I think it was. If you have not read that book, sweet Jesus. I mean, I, that, um, Eve coming out of Adam's rib, his side, was always that she was lower than him. She was his helpmate. She was, she just wasn't equal to him, is what I had been taught, is what I had thought, what I, what I had been taught, I guess. And when I recognized, when I understood that it wasn't that she was less than him, it's that he needed male and female to fully portray who God was. I was like, dang, mic drop right there. I was like, no way. Totally blew my mind. So this lady, I was sitting here and I was just reading over and over again, okay? So this lady, she's lonely, she has no friends, she has to go to the well at the heat of the day. 
She's going there to get some water. She's pulling some water, and there's this guy. And not just any guy, he's a Jew. And he's sitting there, and he's hot, and he's sweaty. And he has the nerve to ask her, can you give me a drink? And I could just imagine, like I just, I picture myself. If I was there, I'd be a little bitter right now. I'm going to get water. There's a guy, a Jew, and he's asking me for water. I'd be like, seriously, dude, water? You don't even have anything, you know, to get your own water with, whatever, why are you here, whatever. I'd just, you know, go down the whole nine yards. And I was just thinking about just how lonely she was, what she felt like, what was going through her mind. And I thought, Lord, sorry, let me get my, let me get my thinking together. I put my glasses on to think. And put my phone back on. This is that power pause that Bill Johnson does. Just <laughs> call me Raquel Johnson. Not really. Not really, not really. Just a little bit. Okay, back, focus, focus, focus. Okay, what were you saying, Raquel? Baby Jesus, come back. There's so many people watching me up here. Why are you here? Okay, it's coming, it's coming. I'm sorry. Chris is like, why are you here? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I'm starting to sweat, guys. Mm. Okay, what was I saying? Bill Johnson. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so here's Jesus asking this girl for some water. I can, I can only imagine that she's ticked off, that she's like, seriously, guy, you're asking me for water? I don't think so. And they're sitting there talking. He tells her about, sorry, let me just read this. Where, where did I leave off at anyway? Chris told me to put my finger where I was and I didn't do it. He's like, yeah, when you get lost, just put your finger where you are and then you can come back. But I forgot to do that. Um, God bless you. Okay, 18. The fact is that you have had five husbands and the man that you now have is not your husband. What have you just said? What you have just said is true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. And then verses 21 through 24, he just kind of talks about, they talk about worshiping on the mountains and you know, worshiping in spirit and in truth. All of that to get to, all of that to get to, everything I ever did. This lady runs away. When he asked her about her husbands, it wasn't to bring out her sin, it wasn't to condemn her, it was to bring her to the light of who she truly is, who she was created to be. That's the God that we serve. That's not God sitting here pointing out that you had five husbands. It was to bring her to the light of what the environment that she's a product of has done to her. That's what that was. And I think about this lady, she's running away. You know, the disciples come. I'm sorry, I'm kind of not reading. I hope you know the story. Um, the disciples come, and, you know, part of them are kind of looking like, why are you talking to her? She's a woman, and she's a Samaritan, and yada, yada. And she runs away, and she says, come and see this man who told me everything I ever did. 
everything I ever did, and it just kept ringing in my head, everything I ever did, everything that I ever did. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't stop me from where I'm at. It shouldn't stop me from my purpose and where I'm going because everything I ever did is not who I am. Who I am is who God called me to be. Who I am is that I walk in authority. Who I am is that there's a calling on my life to minister, to change lives, to be a mother, to be a friend, to be whatever. (laughs) That's what my call is. Part of me being up here and telling you that I um, couldn't write all of this down is that I'm trying to walk out what we want to establish here in this church. That we're not looking for perfect. (laughs) We're not looking for you to have to say all the right things. We just want you to walk out who you are. We just, want to rec- we just want you to recognize where you're going, who God's called you to be, and walk in it. Walk in it with your mistakes. Walk in it, in it with your fears. Man, right now, I have cotton mouth. You don't even know how much my heart is beating. I have some notes here, but I can't even read them because I'm so nervous. <sighs> so... I'm trying to be up here and just be vulnerable with all my fears, with all my um, insecurities, and walk out. Dang it, why is it so hard? <laughs> I think that, you know, when I was having a conversation with the Lord, it was, it was to do this. To not have it all together. To not have all the right words but to share with you what's on my heart and what we want to see you guys do this is what it looks like this is I'm not really a crier guys (laughs) (laughs) This is what it looks like. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's okay if I get lost. It's okay if you get lost. I think the biggest message that I want right now is that I want you to see that we don't expect greatness from you. We just expect you to walk out who you are because that's all we're trying to do. That's all I'm trying to do right now. <laughs> I had um, I was scrolling through Facebook the other day, and I saw this. Um, I saw this post. Des posted this thing, and I, I saw it, and I kind of just read through it real quick. It's one of those things where you're just scrolling, and then um, somebody sent me this, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I should probably read this." So I read it, the whole thing, and I want to read this to you. Everybody knows Des Matt and Des Gonzalez. This is what she wrote. Our culture is obsessed with the idea of perfection. We are constantly reminded of all our weaknesses and inadequacies. If you listen to these narratives, you will inevitably stay put in your realm of comfort. Is comfort better than courage? In my opinion, being comfortable is so overrated. But it's very comfortable. (laughs) 
We are all called to do things that will require you to feel like you're incompetent and ill-equipped for the job. I am thankful God's perspective on perfect does not mean without flaw. What our culture has taught us, but rather it means wholeness to be used for its intended purpose. When you are walking in your purpose, you will operate as you were designed to. But sometimes courage to step into your purpose looks messy. (laughs) At first, you may do it wrong. It may not look great. And you probably will feel like giving up ah, at least five times. It says once. (laughs) Welcome to your purpose. Stay the course. Don't give up. You have what it takes. God chooses you. Choose courage. You're perfect. Wow. So what am I saying? I think what just stands out to me is everything I ever did doesn't define me, (sighs) including this. This is the beginning. This is not the end. This is not who I am. This is the beginning. This is what messy looks like. Uh, So I want to do something. (laughs) I think that's kind of all I have to share. But what I want to do, and it's probably we have time, or maybe that's too soon, I don't know. But okay, Chris said, (laughs) I'm stepping into my freedom. I mentioned this a couple months ago. Actually, it was a lot more a lot more than a couple months ago. Let's be real. And it'll probably be a lot more couple of months before I get back up here because it's hard. Maybe not. Anyway. (laughs) Um, This is me stepping into my freedom. And if you resonate with any of this, and this looks like what your freedom feels like, (laughs) then I'm just asking you to come up here so that we can pray for you to step into your freedom so that I can impart to you what I'm stepping into. So if that's you, come up. If not, I'm going to give this mic to Chris and I'm going to run home. (laughs) Just kidding. I love you guys, I really do, and I appreciate, mm, I appreciate the encouragement that you guys give me to be up here. I appreciate the non-judgment that you guys look at me with as I walk this out, because I would sure really rather have it all together and come up here, because it looks so much better. <laughs> but it's not the case. Oh. So yeah, I think I'm gonna, I don't know, I don't know how you do this. So I'm just gonna start, I'm just, I'm gonna go down there and I wanna lay hands on you guys and I wanna pray. So I'm gonna give this mic to Chris. And is that how you do this?
Man, that was pretty powerful. It's a pretty powerful moment, right? Yeah. It's very prophetic, but it's also at the same time, it's very, it's, it's, you're seeing her vulnerability. You're seeing her completely step out, um, and she's not a crier. Um, and so what I, what I, what I want to, we want to, I want to give her that full freedom to just pray for you guys. However, I'm not going to get in the way of that. I want to, I just want to partner with her, but we want to ask that for the rest of you here, listen, we're family. Yes. And in family, we do things all together. So if you need to leave, then, then we totally get it. But if you can stay and just partner with us, um, just from there, just pray for these up here. As Raquel goes by and lays hands, I'm going to come and join her in a minute. But, uh, brother, if you can just put on some, some nice soft music there. Um, and if you would, man, just, just, just pray for these, each one. Listen, pay a, I don't mean this ugly, but pay attention to who she's praying for. And from where you are, speak into that person. Speak and, 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 and just pray the release of more of kingdom, whatever her strengths are, whatever her strengths are, whatever, whatever strengths she needs, whatever he's needing in his life, because we are family. Amen. And so we're going to do this together and we're going to see this is a day that is going to be marked in the history and the legacy of core church. This is the day that there was a shift because we went to a deeper place of vulnerability because of the example that she laid out. It's beautiful. The woman at the well changed our lives, and you're seeing a picture of that stand up here with her today. So now allow that revelation to change your life today. Amen. So if you can, go ahead and put something on. Let's, let's pray, folks. Let's, let's pray.